It's called Current State. Right now I'm joined by Tony Merriman from the School of Biomedical Science, Department of Biochemistry. Good morning. Good morning. How are we today? I'm brilliant, thank you very much. That's good, nice crisp autumn morning. Yeah, yeah. I quite nice like walk here. Yes, um, I, I, these are my kind of, uh, kind of my favourite. Not too hot, not too cold, just about That's right. That's why we live in Dunedin, isn't it? Yes, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's the Goldilocks region of the, of, of the Earth. Um, now, you're giving a talk. It's entitled Inherited, Inherited Genes and environment that which makes us unique um, and I guess um, you know inherited genes make us unique uh, the environment makes us unique because we all kind of live in our own environments don't we to a certain extent but you know there's a lot of shared stuff that in, in the environments that make us develop similar things but yeah still makes us unique exactly um, oh, radiation for one I guess uh, particles from fuel exhaust and a whole bunch of different things, right? <laughs> um, but tell us a little bit about, about your research. Okay, so um, if I go back to what actually got me interested in this um, whole area was my wife got type 1 diabetes. So mm -hmm. I've been married for a number of years now, but she got type 1 diabetes when she was just 15 months old. Yeah. So that's the... Um, type of diabetes in children obviously where the pancreas stops working attacked by the immune system ins on insulin but it was very rare way back in the early 1970s for a kid to get type 1 diabetes and I wondered why you know? mm -hmm. turns out it's a mix of the genes she inherited in the, in the environment we know a little bit about it one of the thing, couple of things about diabetes type 1 is vitamin D deficiency okay okay so that's the sunshine vitamin yeah and we know it's important for the immune system and helps tweak the immune system so it doesn't cause type 1 diabetes the other thing that's become quite clear is um, living in too clean an environment for type 1 diabetes your immune system as it grows up mm -hmm. needs to have bugs and dirt so it yeah can of course to operate properly so that really got me interested and now I'm working in a different area of gout and obesity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I guess um, uh, so. Could it becoming diabetes type one becoming more prevalent because we are living in a cleaner environment now? Because everybody's spraying spray and wipe, killing killing ninety nine percent of germs. Kids aren't going outside as much as they used to do. They're all sitting inside on their screens, and in a way that could lead to type two diabetes because they probably get all yeah. fat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that will contribute to it exactly. I think, um, and you're exactly right. Where um, this this hygiene hypothesis. Is, is developing in type 1 diabetes and certainly with bringing up our kids I never gave them a bath every night mm -hmm. you know I just can't understand for example why we're told to bathe newborn babies every night yeah I, only to make them smell good <laughs> and Could it wash, washes off their bacteria and that's important for their developing immune system that's right I mean that's why we only give our kids a bath every uh, few days you know oh try once a week once a week like and that's what I kid. that's what I yeah. thought that's yeah. what I used to have when I was a kid yeah and I haven't got any kind of diabetes I'm doing all right um, what about the third type of diabetes would that lead into uh, infant diabetes the one that the mothers pregnant mothers can get? Oh, gestational diabetes yeah um, I know I know less about that, but certainly um, there's a lot of work on people following up babies of mothers with gestational diabetes. They may be programmed, you know, from being exposed exposed to more sugar in the uterus to other um, conditions later in life, like adult type two diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, because um, diabetes essentially is when, well, type one. <coughs> 
is uh, the body oh well, I've got it written down somewhere yeah. <laughs> the body's failure to produce insulin oh, no, that, that's, that's right that's yeah, right, yeah 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 and insulin is the uh, hormone that allows the cells to take in glucose yes. which fuels the body that's right, right. yeah yes, yeah yes. so I, I would have just assumed and I think a lot of people would just assume that type 1 is from birth um, well, it's probably developing from birth, but it, it, you know people need to have genetic risk factors, and we know that. Mm-hmm. And one of the um, may, maybe I might um, explain how the genes. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. The importance yeah. of genes, and um, if if you take a bunch of people just randomly walking on the street out there, you know maybe a thousand. That's a big bunch. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, students. Some will have type one diabetes. Most won't. But what we do know is that 80% of the reason why these some students have type 1 diabetes and the others don't is due to inherited genes. Okay, um, mm-hmm. 20% of the reason why is their different environmental exposures that they've received. You know, living you know they're living in Dunedin now, but throughout their lives. But um, <coughs> so these genes predispose people to diabetes but they also need the environmental exposures yeah but what it's n- that 20 percent figure for the environment is not to understate how really important the environment is because if we did a survey uh, let's say 60 70 years ago mm-hmm. we would find that the number of people with type 1 diabetes is lower but still 80 percent of the reason why they got diabetes and others didn't is because of inherited genes yeah so inher- in- inherited genes determine the, um, why some people get a disease and others don't in a, in a particular time point but here's the critical thing about the environment the environment modulates how many people get a, a particular disease it modulates the prevalence mm-hmm. so they, they could all be carrying the gene uh, the same amount of people will carry the gene, but it takes so the environment the to word mutate it. Genes, yes. Genes. genes. There's a lot of genes. So they could have the recessive gene. It could be a recessive gene, but yeah. something brings it to the fore. That's right. So, you know, let's say somebody's at could be at risk of type 1 diabetes, but they get a lot of sunshine, a lot of vitamin mm. D. That'll be enough to keep the type 1 diabetes from appearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe 60 years ago, but in these days, if that same person was growing up, maybe not. So say a baby was born in Scandinavia at the beginning of autumn, like, and so they're going into the time where you know there's a lot less sunlight. You know, you might be getting three or four hours of sunlight a day. Would they be having risk by the end of that six, seven, nine month period yeah. of of, of um, triggering yeah. that gene? Those yeah, genes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. So is it quite prevalent in areas like that? Absolutely. And one of the really interesting things about type 1 diabetes, it's more prevalent the higher latitude. So New Zealand's quite prevalent, Mm -hmm. and so are the Scandinavian countries. And in fact, in Scandinavian countries, um, they they would always give children cod liver oil, which has got vitamin D to prevent rickets, because vitamin D is also important for the bone health. Yeah, yeah. But it was by studying... Those by, by studying those people, they also found those with co- given cod liver oil got less type one diabetes. So, say you're pregnant, yeah. uh, taking cod liver oil could help. Or, or supplements. I, I, I would recommend taking um, everyone, yeah. regardless of where they live, take yeah. vitamin D supplements. Yeah, it's yeah. it's harmless to take, um, especially in winter. It's not only um, pretty. Sp- 
pretty much convincingly implicated now in type 1 diabetes, but also suspected vitamin D deficiency and a bunch of other conditions as well, including cancers. So yeah. I, I would recommend just take vitamin D supplements yeah, and students write home and get mum and dad to buy you some and send them there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well that's right, because you know, some of these students are coming from the far north where they get a lot more, well, yeah. a lot more sunshine in certain times. And, and people with darker yeah. skins are going to get um, need more sunshine to make the same amount of vitamin D. Oh, okay. So, so if you've got higher levels of melanin, yeah. then you'll need mm. more vitamin D in your body. Yeah, or more sunshine to make if you're... Huh, interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, can the same be said about type 2? I guess not. No, it's very different. Um, so type 2 we is, is the body produces insulin, but, but not as... But it doesn't work as well. Yeah, yeah people yeah. are insulin resistant, and gradually, gradually, you produce less and less insulin. Um, but type two diabetes, so that's the adult type. It's and we know it's the risk factors for that. Some of them, it's got the same inherited genes, explain about sixty percent of the reason why some people get it, and some people don't. But we know, um, you know, being overweight is a causal risk factor for type two diabetes. Mm -hmm. So the dream is to be able to turn these genes off right yeah or um yeah i mean i uh, gazing into the future i think from my perspective we're interested in, f in studying genes that cause type 2 diabetes in maori and pacific yeah populations in new zealand who have a higher rate they also have a higher rate of gout obesity kidney disease as well as another big looming um disease that we're beginning to study so what we want to do is understand the genes if we can find and, and characterize the genes and and it's important to to know that it's just not one gene two gene three genes dozens hundreds of genes probably each all working together mm -hmm. in a what we call an additive way but if we can understand what some of those genes are doing we know that they're causing the disease they're mm -hmm. operating in biological pathways because you inherit them conception yep. and you've been exposed to the to the say kidney disease causing genes ever since you were conceived so we know that causal so if we can understand those pathways it gives us points to intervene you know maybe new drugs or um, we could do these what you were alluding to gene editing yeah technologies which are, um, are an exciting new area that people are starting to investigate the other thing that's really interesting is that sometimes these genes actually interact um, kind of randomly with environment to cause to, to change your risk yeah. of disease as well so that's a very interesting area so I mean some some mutations are good and some are bad and I guess that's evolution yeah in a way, evolution so that, yeah so that's a um, very interesting topic to get into so um, <laughs> yeah. I mean we have these you sort of think okay we've got say coming back to type 1 diabetes or is a nice way of illustrating this but the genes that cause type 1 diabetes are immune system genes right mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. in particular mutations or we call them polymorphisms as well or genetic variants in them that predispose people and you think why have humans got those genetic variants if they're causing type 1 diabetes but we're living in a really unusual environment at the moment that we weren't adapted yeah for like vitamin d deficient clean and really our ancestors you know going back tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of years these genes developed and were selected for to provide prop resistance probably to infectious diseases yeah yeah, um, yeah. and um, that's why they're present these days is but then they these days but they're because the environment's sort of pushing them down to a different route Type so 1 diabetes, for example. Yeah. We're evolving our environment 
to be against us in a, in a way. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I guess that's why um, type two diabetes is more prevalent in, in um, certain cultures because they've come from a different, they've evolved in a different way than say we yeah. have, and used to a different diet <coughs> and and so many different things that we have ex- maybe exposed ourselves to for a longer time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really unclear actually because it, you know, say type two diabetes in, in minority populations typically affects minority populations and part of that is socioeconomic mm-hmm. um, um, reasons a, a, reason, a, a significant part of that but a lot of people talk about the so-called thrifty gene right where um, you know they hypothesize that in minority populations have been selected for for being able to make the most out of limited energy okay. in, uh, through the through the relatively recent history um, say between let, we can say between Polynesian and Europeans in yeah. this country but that theory doesn't hold up when you start looking at some data so if you would expect genes for diabetes and obesity to provide evidence we can look at the at the genes themselves and see if there's got these so-called selection signatures to indicate that they were selected for no evidence for that yeah so we really don't know why I, I um, the thrifty gene hypothesis has becoming dead in the water pretty quickly. One of the things that we are sort of thinking about is that these populations were all exposed to European infectious diseases. Okay, um, but that's that was huge selection. You know, yeah, big swathes of the populations in the past couple of hundred years of, say, Polynesian and South America is another example were wiped wiped out. Yeah, and and we and we can kind of hypothesise. We don't know yet. Maybe the the genes that were selected for there now provide um, are contributing to increased rates of diabetes and obesity. Well, like you said, like these are immune system genes, so they've got certain genes that are geared up to fight against their illnesses that are prevalent yeah. in their society, and yeah. then all of a sudden something like syphilis or something comes along, yeah. and um, their genes aren't prepared, aren't prepared no. to, to work for that, so therefore that can yeah. screw up everything. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting. So, um, wh- tell us exactly what you're going to be um, focusing on tonight. What okay. you're talking about? So it's a little bit of a self-reflection because it's a professorial yes, lecture. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> How do you feel so about that one? <laughs> oh, it's, it's um, I don't know. It's been fun doing it. You know, um, yeah. for instance. So, so what I'm going to do is um, tell a story about how I got to where I am. Yeah. Uh, maybe not how I got right in here this morning, but yeah, generally yeah. speaking. <laughs> but um, to and, and so the first part of it will be about. You know, when I was a kid, hauled out some old school reports. That was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I got um, D's for biology all round in in, in seventh form or year 13. I forgot about that. um, (laughs) And and then um, I'll I'll talk about, because I did the type 1 diabetes work when I went overseas on my postdoctoral work in the the 1990s to Oxford, so I'll talk about some of the stuff there. Mm -hmm. And then... um, I'll focus, and then I'll, I'm going to come in and focus on gout, which is my uh, major research area, you know, and tell people about gout and, and a little bit of the research that we've done and what the impact it's made. Because yeah, people don't really know what gout is, I okay. reckon. So gout is an arthritis, number one. Yeah. But it's, um, so an arthritis is when your joints get inflamed. Yeah. Um, and But it's got a very different cause than most other types of arthritis. It's like rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune um, disease as well, like mm. type 1 diabetes. Um, but gout is caused where your uric acid levels get high. Yeah. And then the um, uric acid precipitates in the joints. 
and the immune system then recognises that and launches these really painful attacks. Um, and, and gout is particularly higher prevalence in Māori and Pacific, um, and that's because Māori and Pacific people have naturally, and this is genetically, higher levels of uric acid, mm-hmm. and we know it's genetic because we can see um, gout being and, and high levels of uric acid being present in the islands decades ago, but gout even being present um, because you can see the telltale signatures in the bones for, in pre-westernised in the Pacific and in New Zealand. So, so um, and it's also a, a real problem for Māori and Pacific because it's part of it's one part. It's a metabolic has metabolic causes like type two diabetes, kidney disease, mm-hmm. heart disease. They're all linked in together. So, we want to um, understand gout to try and reduce people getting it because it's pretty pretty drastic and it's mostly men working age men who've got families yeah um not only that but to try and understand how it's related to the other can you know killers like kidney disease and heart disease yeah so they i mean essentially can can gout uh, kick off uh, other diseases potentially we don't know and we're and so i guess um, anything like that weakens the immune system right well it it, it tweaks it. I mean, this is a different part of the immune system that we were talking about with type 1 diabetes. You know, yeah. And, and that, that part is what we... The type 1 diabetes immune system is what we call the adaptive where, um, for anybody immunologists out there, whereas the type... Um, the gout one is by the innate or sort of a more primitive form of the immune system. And we think one of the things that we're working on is that when you get the inflammation and gout, that more primitive part of the immune system sort of starts inflammation in other tissues like the arteries that could... Oh you know, help promote heart disease or in the kidney, help promote kidney disease. So that's something we're trying to understand. And if that were the case, then it would bring a greater focus on stopping the inflammation and gout. Mm-hmm. If, if, say, that was related to kidney disease, for example. Just quickly, one thing I'm really interested in, you look into um, the relationship between rheumatoid arthritis and schizophrenia. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, we don't do that too much anymore, but um, there's a clear clear epidemiological evidence that people who get rheumatoid arthritis are less likely to get schizophrenia and vice versa. Wow. And, and no one really knows why that <laughs> is. So we, we investigated that genetically and um, what we think is that you have similar disease pathways operating the immune system for rheumatoid arthritis as pathways um, and the same pathways operating in these are really basic sort of signalling pathways operating in the brain and brain development, mm-hmm. schizophrenia. And um, the genetic variants that make the pathway go, say, towards rheumatoid arthritis are actively stopping it from in, going in in, into schizophrenia, maybe during brain development. So similar sort of genes and pathways. But we really never um, sort of stopped that research now and never really got to the bottom of it. And I'd don't think in it internationally people have figured it out yet yeah. either. Well, I didn't realise that any forms of arthritis were um, were autoimmune. Yeah, that's rheumatoid, and um, they're all got some inflammatory component. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but rheumatoid arthritis is a classic autoimmune, like type one diabetes, thyroid disease, psoriasis. Yeah. <laughs> so they all they all have shared shared genes and, and pathways but specific parts that lead to the different diseases as well yeah oh, interesting and, and like, I mean so you say they've they've all got similar traits and come from similar genes could could things like trigger like you could be predisposed to both but one 
to, to do two different things in the same genes, but a certain environmental factor triggers you to get one thing and not mm. the other. So yeah, exactly. So you you know you could say type one diabetes. Well, you, if you're vitamin D deficient, it might promote you down to type one diabetes. But for rheumatoid arthritis, we you know smoking is a um, factor and it alters your um, some proteins and it makes those particular proteins more susceptible to the immune attack. So smoking is a factor in rheumatoid arthritis. I'm killing myself with Red Bulls and cigarettes, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. Uh, all right, brilliant. So it's on tonight, uh, 5.30 to 6.30 at Archway for uh, Lecture Theatre, Union Street East. Um, Tony, thank you so much for coming in this morning. It's a pleasure. I love coming in here. Yeah, we love having you in here. The talk once again, inherited, gene, inherited genes and environment that watch watch which makes us unique Ugh, I'll get it out and then uh, once again thank you so much and hopefully we'll have you in here um, someday soon yeah, pleasure alright it's almost time for news Here's the